PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. this year the year of the supernatural the year of the supernatural and um, I guess I sub phrased it the believers turn to rule I believe it's time for us to truly understand our purpose and power and walk in it um, I just believe that I, I love the prosperity message uh, I love the shaking the gap you know, the pressed down, shaking together, running over. I love the houses and the lands and the, and the Mercedes and the diamonds and the furs. That's wonderful. <laughs> but God gave us so much more. He gave us so much more. He gave us the power of his spirit. And so I don't want to be a spiritual person, you know, in killing the prosperity message because that's God too. Amen, somebody. But then I don't want to think that God can only work in a Louis Vuitton. I, I want, if somebody comes up here with terminal cancer, the church can pray and the cancer be healed in Jesus' name. Amen? I want somebody, if you got somebody that is addicted, then we don't have to go through 12 steps. We just need them to do one step. Amen? And in the name of Jesus, that stronghold is broken. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I just want, I want, come on, look at your neighbor and say, I want it all. Can, can we go into 2023 expecting and demanding and commanding? I want it all. I, I just don't want to be a spiritual person and then naturally poor. And I don't want to be wealthy in the natural and then be spiritually poor. I want it all. I want it all because, you know, I just want it all. So I want us to understand that in, in this season, I'm preaching already. And in, in, in this season, I want you to understand that God wants us to expect the supernatural. I, I, I think the, the more intelligent we've gotten, the less super we've gotten. And when we were kind of common and kind of base in our understanding, we just believed God for stuff. You know, when we didn't have the intelligence to say, well, you know, that can't happen, this, that, and the other. No, no, no. God can still do it even when we have intelligence. And I just believe we need to trust God in this season as we should expect healings and breakthroughs, expect impossible outcomes, heavy load lifting off our backs. I just believe that we are entering into a season and a time of the supernatural, and this is why, I'm going to let you sit down in just a minute, this is why I know it's going to be the sign of the supernatural, is because when oppression and the demonic forces don't, don't hide anymore, God will show up against them. Amen, somebody? God will show up against them. Whenever the old people, whenever God's people are oppressed, he will raise up a standard. When it looks like the enemy is winning, God's like, oh, no, no, that's enough. He's going to, but he needs a remnant. He needs a people that will believe 
in the supernatural. Amen? And hear me clearly on this. To walk in the supernatural, must you must have a level of consecration. Spiritual things, spiritual giftings and powers are released through clean vessels. You can soak... I'm going to blow you all away on this. If you think about the outer court and the inner court and the holies of holies, amen. remember this. Tithing and offering is an Abrahamic covenant. It, it is before the Abrahamic covenant. But when you tithe and give offering, it is the blessing of the flesh. Always remember that. When you give money and you give your tithing, offering is the promise of the natural man. That's why he blesses your house. He blesses your car. He blesses your business. He increases your money. It's the flesh. It's the carnality of your experience. Hmm. But when you want to move in the power of the Spirit, you have to actually have a clean vessel. You have to be holy before God. See, people can give their tithes and offerings and not be holy and still get the natural manifestation of stuff because it's just stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, it's just stuff. But if you want to move in the power of God, then the vessel has to be clean. It has to be righteous. It has to be repented. It has to be holy. And so if we want to walk in the supernatural in this season, we must walk away from the gray areas of lifestyles. We must walk away from sin. And I know, I know in this day and time we don't talk about sin and, and all that, but if you want to truly have the breakthrough, if you truly want to have your sound mind back, if you want to stop going, having go to therapy every other week because you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you can clean up your body and the Holy Spirit can come in and God did not give us a spirit of fear but power and love and a sound mind. Holiness fixes a lot of stuff that you take pills for right now. Righteousness will fix a lot of stuff you're in therapy for right now. Holiness is still right. It's not a denomination. It's a command from God. Amen, somebody. So I'm going to share with you just a little bit of this excerpt. We're going to take about 10, 15 minutes to really pray through, amen, to the new year. And I just want to love on y'all through the word of God because we have replaced the supernatural with the manifestation of stuff. We have called ourselves successful as believers because we have two cars in a, in a five-bedroom house, in a 401K, and all that. And a lot of folks still going to go to hell. Bless his name. The supernatural is when we give our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen, church. So while you're wearing your Louis, still walk in righteousness. Amen, somebody. While you got your diamonds and your furs on, still make sure you have a sound mind. Amen? Amen. We still want, because when that soul who is lost, see, when that soul is lost, comes in front, cross your path, you want to have some might in you that can break through the demonic stronghold that's holding that person captive. And your Louis is not going to free them. And your Gucci is not going to free them. And your Escalade is not going to free them. But your prayer life, but your consecration, but the word of God that's in you will break and shake and loose the captive free. Somebody shout holy. You may be seated.
I want power. You know, a lot of times when we don't have power, we tell people we're going to pray about their situation. Let me, let me share this with you. Give you an analogy. Let me give you an analogy. If a person needs $20 and I have $20, I don't have to pray. You pray about stuff you don't have or you don't have the ability to do. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. If a person needs $1,000 and I got $1,000, I have the power to give them what they need. You understand? If I don't have $1,000, then I got to revert back to prayer. I'll pray for you that you get that $1,000. Because basically I'm telling them I don't have it. If that person needs healing, and I got the gift of healing, I don't have to pray. I just have to release the gift that's in me to bring healing into their life. Oh, come on, church. When people, when the demon possessed rose up, Jesus didn't pray. He cast him out. His nine disciples were praying because they had no power to cast out the lunatic boy. But when Jesus came, he said, oh, you a little faith. He cast him out. He didn't pray. He acted. See, we only really pray when we don't have something. When you have it, you don't have to pray. You use what you have. You pray for what you don't have. <laughs> Somebody said, I got power. I got power. See, that's where fear and worry comes into people's lives because we fear and worry about stuff that we don't have. So when the enemy attacks us in our minds and says, you're not going to make it through tomorrow, or you don't have the resources to, to take care of your business, you know, uh, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The Bible says there's a sick amongst you. Call on the elders of the church. Call them to pray for you. In the prayer of faith shall heal you. He didn't say, he didn't say have a prayer meeting. He didn't say, he said call on somebody that got power to handle your situation. So I want us to pray and don't stop praying till we have what we need to solve the problem in people's situation. I just don't want to pray to say I prayed for you. I want to pray till something changes in your situation. I want us to believe that prayer is not something we do. It's something that we are. And when we walk into a, a realm of prayer, we're walking into our, our candy story. We're walking into the access of all the spiritual powers that God has for his church. And we tap, you know what, I'll be right back. Let me go into prayer. Let me pull down what I need to do. Let me pull down these strongholds so I can release whatever is holding on to you. Somebody say supernatural. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us tonight because... He doesn't want us to go through the traditions and the religious osities of prayer and speaking these things. I'm praying for you, honey. I'm praying for you, honey. Oh, I know God's going to do it. Let me tell you something. Increase comes to people's lives so that you don't have to pray. So when the Holy Spirit says, I need you to give that person $10, you release that $10. That's why he, that's why he increased your life. So you can have, be, have the power 
to satisfy the need of that person. When that person says, I got a headache, I got a toothache, it's all right, baby, your toothache, you're ready to leave in Jesus' name right now. We're going to pray, and that toothache is going to be gone. You sit here calling the dentist. We quick to call the dentist when we have the power of healing in our hand. I'm challenging you tonight because this, God wants us to be activated into action. I promise you right now, if I would sit down and talk to most of y'all, I'd say, what's the gift of the spirit that God has on you? I got the gift of healing. I got the gift of prophecy. I got the gift of this. I got the gift of discernment. We got these gifts. Gifts are for problems. Gifts are for challenges. Gifts are for strongholds. He releases the gifts so he can solve the problems of his people. Amen, church. It's important that you activate and move in the power of your gift because somebody needs that power released in their lives. And the church said amen. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody say supernatural. God is going to put super on your natural. He's going to put super on top of your natural. Don't you understand? I've been in business for a long time while I've been pastor, and I've learned that my gifts work outside the church. I could be in a business meeting talking to somebody, and the Holy Spirit starts to minister to me about that person. And we're talking about money, and next thing you know, I'm talking about their family. I'm talking about what's going on in the household. I'm talking about their health. You know, Jim, you've been sick lately. You know, uh, you know how'd you know that, Dwayne? You know, is it all right if I pray for you real quick? And he's just blown away. He's like, you know, you know, it might be a Caucasian man, it might be an Indian man, it might be a, you know, God loves all, all people. And his gift will move when there's a need. And it's not just when we're in the four walls of these churches. The Holy Spirit wants us to walk out of these churches and begin to walk in the supernatural in the other environments that we exist in. Hallelujah. It's important to God that we, look, we, he blessed us naturally. He's blessed us. He's given us increase. He's given us, we're living better than we ever lived in our lives. It's time for us to shift our expectations from money and increase to the supernatural. It's now, because the, the thing that's the heart of God is his people. And he wants to minister to his people. Look at all the death. Look at all the grief. Look at all the shame. Look at all the loss that people are going through. Don't you understand? It, no, therapy's fine. Therapists are great. Our psychologists are great. But we have an assignment from the king to minister to people where they are. And your prayer will be impactful and your words of encouragement. There's prophets in the house. Don't you understand? Your pro- a prophet is a, he's an encourager. She's an encourager. Prophetic. We, we speak into people's lives. We give them, the, we're optimistic. We give them the optimistic, optimistic word of God. And we say, you're going to be fine. And see, the, here's the thing the Holy Spirit shook me one day. He says, Dwayne, you think it's just something you're saying. You don't see the weight in which you, what, what's on what you say. When the anointing is on a person's life, we can say simple things, but the weight that's on what we say. And that's why it's important that we don't play with our mouth in our conversation with people. Because when a weight is on your life, you can say, oh, I was just playing. But you can crush somebody just like you can heal somebody. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who are called to speak for God, you can't just turn that off when you don't want to be serious. You have to have respect for the words that's in your mouth.
because they have weight on them. Somebody said, I got weight in my mouth. Now, you, you know, you know, I mean, people in relationships, we say some nasty things to each other sometimes. We're like, baby, you know I didn't mean that. But see, the thing is, you can't take back stuff you said. The Bible says, hold your peace. And the Lord fights your battles, amen? Because he knows if you release that word, it could it can, it, it can heal and it can rip the soul of that person. I'm almost done for the day. <laughs> Holy Spirit is here right now. I want to give you a scripture. I'm going to give you a scripture. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, where? In high places. That's what we wrestle against. We as spiritual kingdom agents don't have time to get involved in carnal foolishness. Amen? He say, she say, who don't like me, who's talking about me. We don't have time. We have real battles going on in the invisible that we have to deal with because people's lives are in jeopardy and it may be the one that's talking about you. So you can't get offended and all emotional and personal because God may have sent you into their life to save them. Don't you understand God will send you to a person who don't like you? He will send you into a person's life that don't like your skin color. He'll send you into a person's life that don't like your gender. And you still have to minister to them, Jonah. (laughs) Jonah didn't want to minister to Nineveh, but his assignment required him to minister to Nineveh. So my personal opinion and feelings have nothing to do with my spiritual assignment. Because I walk in the supernatural. And I don't need to be pastor and evangelist and prophet. And I don't need to have these titles. And No, no, no. A believer has the power and the authority to walk in the supernatural. Amen, sir, somebody. All right. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me, let me explain something to you right here. A lot of people don't gravitate to the supernatural because they don't believe they have an enemy. See, the enemy's, the devil's done a good job because he wants you to believe there is no principality. He wants you to believe there is no powers. He wants you to believe there is no ruler of darkness. He wants you to believe there is no spiritual wickedness in high places. See, if he can, if he can, if he can blind your mind to thinking that there is no real threat, then there's no reason for you to be alarmed and prepared. If you knew, if you could see the threat that was against you, you'd be on alert. See, you'd be on alert. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm wrestling. What's going on? See, if we stop deducting everything that's going on with us and try to bring it down to this carnal understanding, oh, you know, I'm just stressed. No, that's a demonic oppression. 
You better see for what it is. You ain't distressed. No, that's, that's a demon trying to get into your house and trying to affect your children. That's a, that's a spirit trying to divide the spirit of adultery, the spirit of, of, of divorce, trying to get in amongst you. All of a sudden, out of the blue, all of a sudden down, you, you, you scrolling and looking at other women. All of a sudden, amen, you contemplating your old boyfriend. Don't you understand? There's demonic spirits that will come into your household trying to get your mind stirred around, trying to break your covenants and trying to break what God has put into your life. And you sit here and say, oh, you know, maybe uh, you sit here daydreaming and wondering and you should be like pulling down the stronghold. Satan, the blood of Jesus come against you. I pull down every ungodly spirit, every ungodly thought. The devil is alive. I love my husband. I love my wife. I love my children. The devil is alive. They're not going to come. Are you hearing me, somebody? The enemies got us entertaining stuff that's out of the will of God. The enemy will send somebody by you that looks better than what you got at home. And say, hey, it's called seduction. And it'll get you to turn your head. I'm talking to somebody. That's why it ain't in my message, but I'm talking to here. And next thing you know, you entertaining something you would never entertain. Because the enemy is a seducer. He is a stealer. He's a thief. And if you're not thinking about things in the spiritual realm, then you're going to easily be persuaded. And next thing you know, you're sitting here trying to explain to your wife, I don't love her. I don't want nothing to do with her. I don't know why I did that. Looking like Gomer Powell. I don't know. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know how I got caught up in all that. Because the devil got you. He got your head messed up because you weren't living here, but you was living here. Somebody get it? Y'all hear? Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying? You should be living here, but you was living here. Can y'all, can y'all get this? Men, we live in here instead of living here. Now, how in the world is Samson the strongest judge to ever be on earth get torn down by a Delilah? Because there was something in his flesh that was stronger than the assignment that was on his head. He had an anointing on his head, but he had a weakness in his flesh. We got to walk in the spirit so we won't fulfill the lust of this flesh. Somebody say supernatural. Oh my God. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. We all got this flesh to deal with. It's who you let be in charge is going to determine your outcome. Is who's going to be the boss today? Who's running the house today? Is the flesh running it today or is the spirit running it today? I command the house, a powerhouse, that we going to walk in the supernatural. I put, a, I put the authority that's on my life that we're going to declare and decree in this house that our families and our, and our children and our children's children, and it doesn't matter how they live in, we're going to start putting the words in the air because we have the authority in the realm of the spirit. It doesn't matter how they live in, we have words that go up here that affect down here. If you try to deal with stuff down here without the authority up here, ain't nothing going to change working down here. You got to go up to get down. Say that with me three times. I got to go up to deal what's down. 
I got to go up to deal with down here. I can't just deal with down here, right here. Even though I'm 6'3", 300 some pounds, I can knock somebody out. But that's not my real power. My real power is in the name of Jesus. I pull down strongholds. I bind the works of the enemy. I take authority in Jesus' name. And next thing you know, stuff start moving. Stuff start moving out the way. Without me throwing a punch, just opening up my mouth, using my authority, I can start clearing the house out. Somebody say supernatural. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it's 141. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fast is coming, church. Your spirit can't be strong and your flesh be strong at the same time. Somebody got to bow. Somebody got to bow. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not what? God has not what? And why is it activated in your life? I had it. I had it. I, I, I'm, I'm preaching this faith, but the Holy Spirit started dealing with me. You know, we, we equate fear sometimes to, I'm not afraid of the devil, but you're afraid of losing that deal. And see, if in business, if there's a deal that we get ready to lose, sometimes we'll compromise our integrity because that fear causes us to bend in areas we normally wouldn't, but if we weren't afraid, see, when you don't have fear to lose the deal, then lose the deal. Because your integrity is more important than the deal. Because I can always get, tap your neighbor, I can always get money. But it's going to take me a long time to get my integrity back. When people change and bend the rules, they're dealing with fear. Because you're afraid you're going to lose something. Hmm. Spirit of fear. God did not give me what? I can't hear you. God did not give what? He didn't give me the spirit of fear. He didn't give me the spirit. I'm afraid I'm going to lose. You know, jealousy is a manifestation of fear. See, when a woman or a man is jealous, that's fear. Where you at? Where you been with? Who you with? Track him down like a dog. Check through the phone. It's fear. It's fear. It's fear. You could tap into the realm of the spirit. Come on. Say, Father, I intercede for my husband. My... I'm going to stick with husband. I ain't going to do boyfriend. I'm going to intercede for my husband. I'm going to intercede for my wife. If you see a weakness in your partner, don't attack the flesh. Intercede in the spirit. If you know he got a wandering eye, slap him in the spirit. Slap the mess out of him in the spirit. Father, we stand. We thank you for Jethro. We thank you for he's a man of integrity. He's a man of honor. He's a man that's chased before you. Thank, he could be drinking, smoking, no matter what he's doing. What you're doing in the realm of the spirit. Next thing you know, he'd be like, next thing you know, he'd be like, it's Friday night. And he walks in the door at 530, be like, you home? Yeah, yeah, I just felt like coming home. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. 
Normally, he don't come on at 8, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. But you prayed that morning instead of fussed. You walked in the supernatural instead of fighting in the flesh. And next thing you know, the angel of the Lord said, boy, go home. He was driving. Next thing you know, he was in front of the driveway. Don't even know how he got home because the angel of the Lord escorted him home because you prayed in the supernatural. And now you motivated him because, see, here's the thing about husbands and wives. We have authority over the body of our spouse. Mm. We have authority over the body of our spouse. When you marry, that's why you should get married. Because if you're not married to him, you have no authority. Even the state knows that. <laughs> but when you have authority, now that you become one flesh, you now have authority in the realm of the spirit. Huh? So if one of you are weak, the other one can intercede for them. If the other, you ever notice that? It's, a lot of times, rarely is both of you weak at the same time. It's usually, it's one or the other, so that way I can pull you out and you can pull me out. But if we're fighting each other at this level, nobody's helping each other out. Somebody got to take the higher ground. Come on, Miss Obama. We got to take the higher ground so that we can fix the lower. And that only is done when we function in the what? Supernatural. Stop fighting against flesh and blood. Stop fighting. Stop. You ain't winning. Just hold your peace. But they got smart with me. That's okay. You know what? Only emotions and feelings get offended. Your spirit never does. Your spirit doesn't get offended when people call you out your name. Only your flesh, only your emotions, only you. All right. Let it go. Somebody say, let it go. We're getting ready to go into another year, and the enemy has been throwing darts at us, hitting us in our hearts, in our soul, getting us emotional, getting us bitter, getting us unforgiving about stuff, not trusting people, and just always, you're on alert, you're on anxiety, uh, anxiety 1,000, everywhere you go, you're questioning everybody, just, you know what, when you walk in the peace of God, when you're walking in the realm of the Spirit, it really doesn't matter what they do. It don't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they're plotting. It doesn't matter what they're scheming against you. Because no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper anyhow. So do what you want to do. It's all going to work out for my good when it's all said and done. If you walk in the realm of the spirit. Supernatural. Hmm. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, what has God given us? But of power and of love and of a what? Sound mind. Hmm. You cannot have phobias, anxieties, insecurities, panic attacks, and have a sound mind at the same time. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what the market's going to be like. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't know what the forecast is. I don't know what the stocks are doing. I don't know what cryptocurrency's doing. I don't know what the contractor's doing. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Chill, 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 chill. Well, you know, I, I was, you know, somebody took advantage of me and ripped me off, and I promise I'll, I'll never let anybody get over me again. You know what? Sometimes to stay in the spirit, you got to lose some stuff in the natural. 
Nobody want to hear that. Because what you think that what they think they stole from you, God will re, re, you you will He will restore what the canker worm and the palm worm stole from you anyhow. Let me tell you a story, and I gotta I gotta get out of here. We gotta get ready to pray. Some people stole from me that I trusted. Stole like five grand. Flesh was like, hmm. All right. You know, that old party you kick in. All right. Don't ever, don't, don't ever be afraid as long as Dwayne is talking. As long as I'm talking, you're good. When I say all right and I stop talking, that's when you should be afraid. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking how I'm going to get you. <laughs> you know, we was coming up. You know, the boy that always ran his mouth and talked like that, he wasn't no real fighter. The real fighter it's like, he just kept his mouth shut, and it's when he got his opportunity, bam, that, that was the end of the fight. The one that ran his mouth, he wasn't no fighter. It's... And the Holy Spirit had to deal with me. I was on my way. He said, hold up, son, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nah, nah, nah. After all done for these people and did this, that, and the other, you start making your case, you know. You start justifying what you're getting ready to do. I done did this and did that for them. And did, 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 did. Nah, God, nah. I'm getting them, calling the police, putting them in jail, done with them. Ah! And somewhere between that ride, he starts dealing with you. Somewhere in between that ride, he starts reminding you how many times you had to get forgiven of some stuff you did. I said, oh, man, you ain't, you ain't playing fair, God. Don't you remember when you did this, that, and the other? And I let, And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me about, and maybe I'm helping somebody tonight. He ministered to minister to me about it's not a loss, it's a soul. I said, wow. I ain't worrying about this soul right now. <laughs> just being, can we just be 100? Be straight. I ain't worrying about this soul right now. I want my money. And the Holy Spirit, because, you know, we talk about, Lord, I want to be able to do miracles in your name. I want to be, I want to do the healing. I want to do... I want demons to be cast out. And so I'm praying for the next level, and I can't, I can't get past the lower level. See, there's some things we got to get past to qualify for the next level that we desire. Come on, somebody. And I had to get past that. I had to let that money go so I could hold on to what I was reaching for. I'm helping somebody right now. There's something that looks like loss, but it's actually is a step to take you to where God wants you to be. Mm, my, 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 my. Because, see, some of us have to give up our street-level faith. Now, look, if I let them steal this money, they're going to know I'm a punk and they're going to take advantage of me. So I got to retaliate. That's this level. But look at your neighbor and say, you ain't living at this level no more. Come on, we, 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 come on, can, can I say, we ain't living here no more. Come on, church. Uh-oh, some of y'all ain't with me right now. Some of y'all still there, I see. See, we, if they steal from me, look, at this level, I got to come back because my street name is more important than my calling, my assignment, the anointing. My, come on, somebody. And so I got to get them back. So Holy Spirit says, choose you this day. He going to hit me with that one. Choose me this day 
whom you're going to serve. I said, for real, God, you're going to come with that one? I choose you, God, so let it go then. Well, can you get half of it back? Nah, let the whole thing go. And I want you to call them and tell them you forgive them. And tell them you ain't got to pay it back. I said, drop the mic right there. That's a mess right there. But check this out, y'all. The increase was far greater than the loss. Are you hearing me, church? Me allowing God, here here, here it come down to, I'm, I'm stuttering now. Here it come down to, it's I had to trust him. I had to trust him. He said, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, many times the Lord tells you stuff is all right, but we don't trust him. And we go fix it ourselves and cause even more struggle and trouble than what was created. And the Lord increased me because I trusted him at a place. Because it wasn't nothing but the devil trying to pull me back to a place that he could control me. I was leaving the stronghold of the enemy. And he, 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 the enemy's going to get one more shot at you before you elevate to the next level. And he's going he's gonna to attack you at the thing that you promised yourself you would never let happen to you again. And you, gotta, you have to break your own word to go to the next level. That's a word from the Lord right now. If you want to go to the next level in faith, you got to break your own word. And let God's word be greater than your word. Because all of us got a word. I'll never. I'll never let this happen. I'll never again. We all got that, right? And you're going to have to pass that test by believing and trusting God for you to get to the next level. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Dwayne L. Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come with the experience.